Not too long ago, it felt good to withdraw your cash from the bank, didn't it? For a vacation or a new car. But today, withdrawing your own cash has become risky. Pat Boone here for Swiss America. According to The Secret War, a new Swiss America white paper, I learned that all banks are now required to spy on you and me for the government and then report any financial behavior deemed suspicious or unusual. You must read The Secret War. It's free. Truth is, I believe the government's new war against cash is really a war against us all. But The Secret is now out. So please, get and read The Secret War. Pick up your phone and call right now. 800-932-5517. 800-932-5517. Once again, that's 800-932-5517. Ladies and gentlemen, meinen Damen und Herren, Madame und Monsieur, it is a TGIF edition of Titillating Sports with Rick Tittle. That's me, Rick Tittle, your humble host, coming to you from my humble home here in the East Bay cardboard box under the BART trucks. Yeah, we get Skype. We got good Wi-Fi. What's going on with you? Sports Byline USA was founded in the late 80s to just talk sports. That's right. Just talk sports. Although we sometimes uh, we bend a little bit. Rubber band, bend but not break. Prevent D is what I like to call it. And for the next three hours, the phone lines will be available to you if you would like to talk about some sports. And uh, that number is 1-800-878-PLAY. And uh, play is 7529. Do they even have the numbers and the letters on anymore? I don't know. These kids today with their Sony Walkman and their purple hair. 1-800-878-PLAY is the uh, number to call. Football, basketball, baseball, hockey, soccer, golf, tennis, auto racing, boxing, Olympics, quarter trailer ball, chess, checkers, rugby, cricket, that type of stuff. Now, if you've been listening to the show in the last year, you know that uh, Fridays in the first hour, uh, we like to check in with Jan Wall, and we'll do that around 925. Jan is a uh, very famous film critic, and we'll be bringing in Donna DiGiuseppe, who has written a book called Lady and Ermine. They're turning it into a movie. It's very cool. It's about Renaissance painting. Also at 940, the bombshell de Peru, the actress Stephanie Cayo. She's in the new Mel Gibson movie, Force of Nature. At 1010, we'll talk to A.J. Schnock. He is the man behind Long Gone Summer, the 30 for 30, about the home run chase between McGuire and Sosa. Uh, Tony Spreaderman and Jill Hesslinger will talk about foosballers. That is on ESPN tonight. And uh, as I said, your calls 1-800-878-PLAY. We're on the TuneIn app, the iHeartRadio app, the Stitcher app. Get in that way on your TV set, CRN Digital Plus 2, Cable Radio Network Channel 2, and around the world on American Forces Radio Network. Shout out to the troops out there. I'm on your side. You're doing a great job. Stay safe. Come home soon. All right, let's do this. Tired of the same old hat? 
CoverageGear.com is the top destination to find the hats and gear you need to represent your favorite pro teams and players. Head to CoverageGear.com with the promo code RADIO and grab a cap with the iconic jersey number of the all-time greats and current stars from the NBA, NFL, MLB, and more. These classic hats come in the font and style of the Superstars team. So with the number 30 from Golden State, number 2 from the Yankees, number 23 from the Bulls, or a number 12 from the Packers, CoverageGear.com will help you honor the legends of yesterday and today. And with Father's Day coming up, timing couldn't be better to check out our collection of dad hats, trucker caps, beanies, stickers, and more. Use promo code RADIO and get 20% off. That's promo code RADIO at CoverageGear.com. CoverageGear.com. We've got you covered. Do you owe $10,000 or more on at least two federal student loans? Then you may qualify for new programs offered by the Department of Education. These programs can reduce your interest, lower your payments, and possibly qualify you for loan forgiveness. If you have $10,000 or more and at least two federal student loans and currently not in school, you may qualify for one of these programs. Call now to check your eligibility. Student loan advisors are standing by to help you determine if you qualify for these new programs. They can help you reduce your interest, lower your payment, and even forgive a portion of your student loan debt. Take control of your financial future. Make this free five-minute free call now to Nationwide Student Loans and learn how you can reduce your student loan debt. 800-439-7851. 800-439-7851. 800-439-7851. 800-439-7851. We are the Debt Destroyer Network. Any debt you have, credit card, tax, student loan debt. Call now for free information that helps you destroy your debt. It's great advice. Plus, when you make this free call now, we have debt destroyer experts ready to help. They can show you how to destroy your debt and get your life back on track. Debt problems don't have to be overwhelming. You can live stress-free and debt-free. Credit cards, medical bills, IRS tax problems, even student loan debt. Learn about free programs offered by the credit card companies, hospitals, and even the government that can help slash your debt. Call the Debt Destroyer now for free information. Call now. 877-360-0402-877-360-0402-877-360-0402. That's 877-360-0402. Titillating Sports with Rick Tittle. Rick Tittle is a genius. The best show ever. He's so wonderful. Genius. The best show ever. He's so wonderful. Titillating Sports with Rick Tittle. Rick Tittle is a he's so handsome. He's a genius. All right, thank you for that. Welcome back to the show. Rick Tittle with you, 1-800-878-PLAY. What's going to happen with Major League Baseball? The draft results are in. The draft is over, Rover, so let Jimmy take over. We will also take a little breakdown about how teams did. How did your team do? Are you happy with your draft? It's hard to tell when it's just high school and college kids. Isn't it? Sometimes, I think so. It can get a little bit rough one way or the other. 
but we'll try and uh, figure that out as well. Uh, but there's uh, there's just a lot going on. First of all, um, I, I can't believe I forgot to mention this, but I want to give a rest in peace to Claude L. Washington. He died at uh, 65 years old. Um, it was announced on uh, Wednesday. And this is a guy who had a 17-year career in the major leagues, and he played for Atlanta, the Yankees, the White Sox, the A's, Texas, the Angels, and the Mets. He went to Berkeley High, and he never played baseball at Berkeley High. What? Yes. But he still showed what he had in a tryout. He got signed, and he made the majors at 19 years old. That's a pretty amazing thing that you don't hear a lot about. Because you think about these guys who got to the big leagues at 19, like Robin Yount and Gary Sheffield. These guys were highly touted. But uh, he did get a ring with the A's. Um, he was an all-star at one point. And uh, Reggie Jackson said he was the best player he ever saw at his age. Uh, so you could say, and I will say, and I have no problem saying that he's one of the best undrafted players in the history of the league. To make himself into an all-star about not being drafted is impressive enough, but to make it to the majors at 19 years old without getting drafted? He finished his career a 278 hitter, almost 2,000 hits, 164 home runs, how about this? 312 stolen bases. So, as I say, thoughts and prayers to his family and friends. Claude L. Washington, uh, one of the prides of Berkeley High. And uh, love to get uh, Shooty Babbitt on to uh, talk about him uh, at some point. But as we know, Major League Baseball uh, and uh, the owners are at an impasse right now. And um, I saw this morning on the old uh, universe of Twitter, also called the, uh, the Twitterverse, that, the, um, uh, that Major League Baseball is proposing, are they getting ready to bring a counter-proposal? It's back and forth. They need to figure this out very quickly, or as the kids would say, stop. They need to figure this out right away. The latest... I don't want to go down the whole line again, but where we stand right now, the ball was given back to the union. Um, or I should say the ball was given back to the league now. The union said 89 games, fully prorated, playoff expansion for you guys to make money. So the league is suspected, expected to make that counterproposal today. But remember, their last three offers all came in at about 33% of what they're supposed to earn. So uh, Carl Ravitch of ESPN, who is doing the draft as well, he says that he thinks the uh, Major League Baseball will offer the players, um, he thinks, 70 games with 80% salaries uh, prorated. So, John Heyman says he thinks it's going to be 72 games, and he said that the league will um, significantly raise the player's share if the pandemic force, uh, forces a cancellation of the postseason, if there's another wave, 
And there's so many states where it's spiking again, it's going way up, people taking off the mask. It's funny, not ha-ha funny, but, you know, I jog uh, after my show most every day, and at least two-thirds of the people have no mask. And if they do, they leave it down on their neck. They don't even put it up. Like when they're making a transaction, you would think you're jogging, okay, pull it down. But when you're making a transaction, that's when you're supposed to pull it up. Otherwise, what the hell? Why are you wearing it? So um, there's uh, supposedly we already know that the players will decline this offer. When I say decline, that means spat upon, thrown out, and burned. That's what I mean. And shredded. And jettisoned off the Bay Bridge and put in a rocket ship. Because prorated salaries continue to serve as the main roadblock between these two parties. The union wants 100% pay for every game they play. And so the players want every game that they can play, possibly. And the league is perfectly happy with having a short season because they're losing money and no one's in the stands. And MLB uh, is thinking, oh, it's billions and billions of dollars. And then we heard uh, Tom Ricketts saying, I'm losing money. We heard the Wilpons in Long Island saying, we lose $50 million a year. We heard the Cardinals owner, Bill DeWitt, say that uh, baseball is not a very lucrative business. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Ricketts said 70% of all revenue that comes in goes into our games. What? How much is the electricity bill on your scoreboard? How much does it pay to cost to pay everyone? Now, despite all these uh, disagreements going on between the players and the owners, Rob Manfred said yesterday, we are going to play baseball in 2020 100%. Well, like another guy I once said in New York, we're going to win the Super Bowl for sure. That was Joe William Namath, Super Bowl three, and he was right. So, under the agreement that they, you know, agreed to in March, it was prorated, and so now, um, I, I just halfway joking said, "What? What's the next? Uh, what is the the league going to say? Fifteen games prorated?" They just don't see eye to eye. And if they keep insisting, like they will, on their causes, each side is going to have to give a little. Now, I'm 100% on the player's side, but I do want them to start playing. That would be nice. You're already starting to screw around and risk the well-being of next season. You're, You're screwing with next season. So let's get something in the books. Let's have a shortened season. Let's have a World Series champ and whatever you want to call it, the, the, the quarantine season. We need to get it in now. But the players, no pro-readed, and then the owners say, nope, you got to take less. So you have to get creative. This is when these guys in these suits and the pens in their pockets, these pencil pushers, these nerds, they have to come up with concessions. And it might be concessions that the owners aren't getting food concessions. <laughs> like what what can you what can you do? I, I don't work for these guys, but I would start brainstorming right now. Just start spitballing. Well, how about if we say this? Or how about if we say that? Or how about if we say um, no raise next year? 
or we'll give you one year of arbitration less, one year. I don't know what it is. It has to be some kind of carrot on the stick where the owners would be like, oh, you'll give us that? And it's like, we'll give you that for one year. Uh, well, then that might be able to have them recoup their money. And as we've seen, the veterans don't care about the younger players. So I don't know, maybe there's something there as well. So they can get screwed. <laughs> either way, we're all getting screwed without baseball, and every other sport is on track. The comeback or is either back already. I'm Rick Tittle. Come on back. We'll talk a little on entertainment. Airlines have just reduced their prices even more. Book 30 days in advance and save big. Want the absolute lowest prices on your airline tickets? Then call the low-cost airlines travel hotline right now. For prices so low, we can't publish them anywhere. The only way to access our low rates and save up to 70% is to call. Save hundreds on your vacation tickets by calling right now. You can fly anywhere in the world and pay discount prices on your airline tickets. Book a flight today to London, Paris, Madrid, or anywhere else you want to go. And pay a lot less guaranteed. Call the International Travel Department right now at low-cost airlines. 800 754 45 That's 800-754-4531. Hi, I'm Dr. Robert Clapper, Chief of Orthopedic Surgery at Cedars-Sinai Medical Group in Los Angeles, California dedicated to your health, your life, and your sports. As a weekend warrior, you know about sports injuries and pain. Exercise is an important element in keeping your body's core in good shape to minimize sports injuries. But when you are in pain, there is one product that I recommend to my patients, and that is Blue Goo Gel. Blue Goo consists of a proprietary formula developed specifically for the treatment of inflammation and general muscle aches and strains. I recommend Blue Goo for my patients coping with hip and knee pain before surgery, especially bursitis and tendonitis. Give Blue Goo a try. Call 1-888-330-0123 and you'll receive a one-week supply of Blue Goo absolutely free. The makers of Blue Goo are even paying the shipping. The number again is 1-888-330-0123. If you want more information on Blue Goo, visit online at www.dothegoo.com. Now available at select big five stores near you. Matthew. Huh? Oh, sorry. It's okay. I just need you to listen to me. I know that a lot of times, Mom, it might not seem like I'm listening to you, but I am. I hear you, and what you say really does matter to me. I mean, let's be honest. No kid likes rules, but I get why we have them. I hear you, and I know it's because you care. All the talks we've had over the years, including what you've told me about not using alcohol and other drugs, they stick with me. And believe it or not, they really do make a difference, especially at times that matter most. Hey. Want a drink? No, thanks. I'm good. So thank you, Dad, for talking and preparing me for what's ahead. Thanks, Mom, for never giving up and always being my biggest fan. Thank you for letting me know what you expect so I can try to meet your expectations. Thank you for talking. 
For more information about talking with your kids about underage use of alcohol and other drugs, visit underagedrinking.samhsa.gov. I'm not insightful enough to be a movie critic. Maybe I could be a food critic. These muffins taste bad. Or an art critic. That painting is bad. so disgusted by Rick Tittle that I find him very intoxicating. All right. Thank you for that. Welcome back to the show. It is a Friday. We'd like to check in into the entertainment world. And who better to do that with than our good buddy, Jan Wall, who's also in her home in San Francisco. How you doing, Jan? Hey, I'm doing great. Rick, how about you? Not too bad. We have some interesting guests. And let's start with the first one. We have Donna D. Giuseppe, and she is the author of a book called Lady and Ermine, the story of the woman who painted the Renaissance, which sounds like a great uh, story for a movie, and it will be. It's all about the great Renaissance painter Sofonisba Anguissola. And um, Donna, first of all, uh, you're no stranger to this neck of the woods because you went to Cal. What is it about um, Sofonisba that just uh, fascinated you so much? Well, she lived an incredibly long life, for one thing, around 90 years. She accomplished so much in the face of an era when women were discriminated against. She broke barriers, and she did it all with such flourish. Her artwork is absolutely stunning, and it's found all over Europe and North America, right under our fingertips, and yet her whole story was forgotten about for centuries. So it's just been a wonderful enterprise to bring out her history and highlight her art and her story and to show how she broke all these molds and we're just really coming to learn about her now. Oh, Donna. um, Yeah. Donna, this is Jan Wall. This book is amazing. I couldn't put it down literally. There's so much about the courts and the rich intrigues. Uh, It's like a historical feast because you also get the court of the Medicis and this incredible, dangerous, sexy, weird world that she had to operate in of uh, nobles and prince and princesses who were all about murder and blackmail. And I don't know how this woman ever found time to paint. Isn't it amazing? And she weaves in and out of their story, but it's all based on her true history. Um, You know, of course, Lady and Ermine fictionalizes aspects of her life, but all those events from the court, the de' Medici, her time in Sicily, all of the artists she inter-influenced and um, who she collaborated with, all that's true. The, the mm. Michelangelo, the Pope, um, the, the Queen of France. I mean, she was a Forrest Gump of the Renaissance mm. and a woman. <laughs> Well, That's not bad. You know, back. as someone who studied art history, I was always um, very enamored with the chess game because here was a chessboard in the 1500s that looked just like a chessboard today. And then also the detail in the, the, the clothing, the, 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 almost the chiaroscuro coming off the, the, 
the faces. I mean, that one has always stuck out with, uh, to me as one of my favorites. And then you look around, her painting, that one I think is in Poland. I mean, they're all over the world, her paintings, right? Yeah, that one is in Poland. And it's interesting, during the coronavirus quarantine, her chess game has appeared in the New York Times, the Wall Street Journal, all over the world representing the face of uh, gaming and how we can occupy ourselves at home. And yet to think it's set among young women in the Renaissance, um, using their minds, playing a game of strategy, defying the, the stereotype that women um, may not even be rational, which, you know, a Renaissance stereotype. So it's a wonderful image and so beautifully painted, as you mentioned. Um, it, it's just luxurious. Yeah, yeah. I it's, it's the whole story. I'm so glad you October. Just... I'm so glad you discovered her, uh, you know, and put her in this book. Not that she, well, she just seems to have been forgotten, Donna. And the thing is, the book is now in paperback. It's in paperback. And I've yes. already ordered a few because what a great, deep summer read this is. And for anybody who loves, as, uh, you know, as Ricky was saying, as anybody who loves the period and this great, incredible forgotten woman, uh, but also uh, the cover. She looks like Penelope Cruz, so that's who I'm thinking should play her. Ah, okay. Yeah. Now, I was thinking Penelope Cruz for Eloisa Moncada. Ah, but, okay. Um, thank you, Dan. I, I appreciate your feedback. Yeah, I think we should go after Penelope Cruz because she's such a big name. She could probably help get it made. Wonderful. Mm-hmm. Okay, and uh, we're speaking with Donna G. Giuseppe, by the way, author of Lady and Ermine. I know that, I mean, obviously with a name like Di Giuseppe, you have Italian roots, and I know that you, you went back to um, where your family's from, from the Abruzzo, and I remember one of my favorite books I ever read is called The Miracle at Castel del Sangro, about a little soccer team in the Abruzzo. It's a mountaintop, very rugged region of Italy. What did you find when you went back? Well, it is so wholesome and down-to-earth, the Food is homemade and abundant. It um, the people are warm and and um, friendly and really down to earth. I mean, I'm not only discovering my family roots, but learning how to grow lavender and vegetables and use my hands more. Being, spending time in Italy has helped me become more crafty. And that actually fed into the novel as well. So um, it's wonderful, though, also just to have a, a chance as an American to discover my my roots. And we Americans uh, all need to find our roots somewhere else, unless you're a Native American. So that that whole mission, tying that into the work around Sophonispa, has been personally rewarding, of course. But Abruzzo is a wonderful place to film anything. Um, the Abruzzo Film Commission is, is making an effort, or was last year. John Turturro filmed a miniseries based on the name of the Rose in the Abruzzo region. Um, I could see Lady and Ermine being filmed largely there, so I'm trying to scout locations. Oh, fantastic. Okay, I want to get on board because, you know, I love this film so much, Donna. It just, it just I mean, I love them. I could see the film. It's actually written like a screenplay almost. It's so detailed. I mean, everything, as, as Rick was saying, the costumes and the, you know, the food and the intrigues and the, oh, the world of this woman who painted so beautifully. I just, 
I guess it makes me angry. I almost said it a little more crassly than that, that this woman was forgotten. Well, she's been known in academic circles, um, and a lot of uh, academic work was done in the 70s and 80s around her. Um, there's a publication based on uh, with all of the research the Italians have done over um, decades, and everything about her life is in this 450-something page volume. Um, and so I relied on that to trace her life, but so many people have been following her and bringing out her life, and um, it sort of all came to a fore in 2019 when the Prado Museum did a, a huge exhibit of her work. It was wonderful, but she is getting known now, and the mm -hmm. timing cannot be more perfect with um, studies of women in history now, with Me Too movement, and just looking at things differently as we are now with all the protests. To see the Renaissance through her eyes, it's an opportunity and also just a, a beautiful thing to do. She, she did have a lovely life. One more question for you. When, and I don't know if you know the answer to this or not, but just from the art history I studied, the thing I liked about the chess game was that there were sort of these loose rules at the time that you painted no more than three in a picture. No one was supposed to be smiling. And in this picture, there's three. One of the little girls is smiling, looking at her sister, but then there's a fourth person, looks like a governess or a nanny, kind of leaning in saying, don't bother your mom right now. <laughs> I don't know, it's just, there's so much going on in this picture that makes me think that she just painted by her own rules. Mm -hmm. Well, she she made her own rules, she did, and um, the that painting has so many elements that I actually dedicate much of a chapter to just describing how it unfolds and um, working with the narrative of the chess pieces themselves to show that she may have been trying to defy convention even in what she's showing in the game. Um, and I think she had a um, spirited family, so showing her younger sister smiling, the other one protesting. The one who protests, she's actually a writer, so I like that. Um, and then the one who's losing uh, or who stands um, actually um, winning the game, Lucia, is... So one of Sophonisba's big rivals in painting. So there's so much going on in that painting personally and, um, as you mentioned, with painting conventions. So it, it shows her um, how interesting she was and how fascinated she was to interpret things. We've been speaking with Donna Di Giuseppe. Make sure to check out her book, Lady and Ermine, The Story of the Woman Who Painted the Renaissance. And uh, this is all about Sophonisa Anguissola, which is going to be a movie coming out soon. Best of luck getting that movie made, and don't forget to give a cameo to Jan, Donna. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Thank you both for um, your time and your interest in Sofanista. Thank you. No doubt about it. Jan, who would you play in that movie, by the way? I would play a lady in, wa a lady in waiting. I really see Penelope Cruz. I mean, it could be Scarlett Johansson. There's a lot of actresses who could do this. I see a lading and waiting to Penelope Cruz, and I'm such a Cruz fan that, you know, I'll serve her tea, I'll fix her clothes, I'll do whatever she wants. <laughs> I'm thinking I may be like a mud salesman. I'm Rick Tittle <laughs> with Jan Wall. Come on back on Sports Byline.
Right now at O'Reilly Auto Parts, pick up five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil for $28.95 and get a $10 O'Reilly gift card after mail-in rebate. You can even order at O'ReillyAuto.com and we'll deliver it curbside. Protect your engine from sludge and wear at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Better parts, better prices every day. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Here's a great way to save money on your prescription medications. If you take Viagra or Cialis, we can give you a way to pay as little as $2 a pill. Compare that to prices as high as $60 per tablet. These pills work for men and women to improve their sexual performance. And now for the price of two or three pills, you can get nearly 100. There's no need to pay expensive prices for Viagra or Cialis. Call now with your prescription and pay as little as $2 a pill. We offer 24-7 service and always free delivery and confidential packaging. Change your life for the better and have fun. Call Pharmacy Shop 24-7 to get generic versions of Viagra or Cialis for as little as $2 a pill, plus free discreet shipping. 800-709-4409. That's 800-709-4409. Swish Analytics Incorporated, located in San Francisco, is looking for a lead DevOps architect to perform development, maintenance, improvement, and scaling of cloud infrastructure across multiple providers and build and deliver applications at scale in modern agile enterprises. The position requires a Bachelor of Science in Computer Engineering, IT, or a related field, and three years of IT experience. Apply at swishanalytics.com careers. At 28, I had struggled with opiate and meth addiction for 12 years. I did and said things that the sober me never would have done. One day I realized I was not invincible. I was not exempt. And that's when a friend told me about elite rehab placement. They gave me the tools I needed to get sober. And all it took was the one phone call. Elite Rehab can help you start to break your addiction problem and get sober in as little as seven days. And we'll work with your insurance provider to help cover the costs. Plus, we have travel assistance programs to get you here by plane or train. Make this free call right now to learn more. 800-403-5912. That's 800-403-5912. It doesn't really matter. I, uh, I don't like my job, and uh, I don't think I'm going to go anymore. Tittle thinks there's a direct correlation between dogs and lightning. 
Thank you for that. Welcome back to the show. Rick Tittle and Jan Wall with you coast to coast and around the world on American Forces. It's our pleasure to welcome to the show Peruvian actress and singer Stephanie Cayo. She's in a new movie called Force of Nature with um, Mel Gibson and some other big stars. This is going to be available uh, digital on demand from Lionsgate on June 30th. Stephanie, thank you so much for being on the show. Would you, just to start off, would you consider yourself a, a singer who acts or an actor who sings or just both 50-50? Well, hello. How hello. are you? This Hi. Is Ricky? Yeah. <laughs> hello. How are you? Ricky and Jen? I'm doing Jam. Yes, I'm a big fan of this movie. I can't wait to talk about it, but go ahead. Uh, Ricky, oh, cool. ask a good question. Um, well, I'm a, you know, that's, that's a good question. Um, I was just raised in a family where, actually, well, I got to tell you first, my dad was in the military. He was a colonel. And so I was a military baby. I, was, I grew up in a base. And, uh, but then my sister, she opened up a, an art school. So basically, I grew up acting, dancing, and singing, you know, the three things at the same time. And so it's quite difficult for me to just uh, say that I'm an actress who sings. I don't know. For me, it's just like the three things are just mixed together, and that's who I am. I, you know, I'm an actress, but I, I've sang my whole life, and, and I also dance. So I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. Where was the base located? The the base was in Lima, Peru. Ah, interesting. Wow. Well, my my dad was in Argentina, and then he they moved him to Lima. Then they moved him to Chiclayo, and then to Arequipa, different cities in Peru. Mm. And he was like the colonel of the base. Yeah. Amazing. Well, who did you grow up admiring that you wanted to go into this field? Well, my sisters. So ah. we didn't we didn't have a. Um, a lot of money so my mom started uh, doing to help my dad he she, she started like doing productions like mm -hmm. musical productions and and then my sister started dancing and acting and then they started like um working on a, on a tv show and then i started just going to see them and i would just laugh you know, uh -huh. to be with them and just see the whole crew working and uh -huh. such a, like, collaborative work. And, yeah. I just loved it. Yep, and then I the, just wanted to be a part of it, too. The magic of show business, right? Um, yeah, my mom didn't want me to do it, to be honest. She was <laughs> like, no, not anymore. I, I already have two doing it. My brother was a tennis player. My dad then later retired, and he was, like, playing tennis. He was obsessed. And then I was, like, wanted to be an actress. And my mom was like, no. But then she couldn't stop me. I was too persistent. Well, speaking of acting, and this movie, Rick, I saw this film. It is really exciting. I could barely breathe during it. There's so much fast cutting, so many uh, incredible performances. Gibson is perfect as this obsessive, <laughs> weird, uh, intense guy. Uh, it's, it's just a very good film. Can you tell us a little about it? Well, I'm glad you liked it. Uh, yeah, it's a fun film. Um, it has a lot of action. It's, you know, the story happens. So I'm a Puerto Rican officer, um, and I'm a very young officer. Um, so I'm very eager, and I want to make points, and I want more challenges. And then I get transferred to this neighborhood where um, we have to uh, transfer all the people from their houses to, like, the safe homes, right? Because there's a 
hurricane happening or starting. And then I run into this, uh, my partner, and we go to this uh, building. And then when we're in the building, we run into Mel Gibson's character, who's um, a retired cop. Um, uh, so, so then uh, they were just, we're just trying to get out of there when we run into some other thieves trying to steal some uh, artwork in the building. So kind of everything happens in the building while the hurricane is happening mm-hmm. and we're just trying to survive. I'm just trying to save myself and save my my partners and to save the people in the building, you know, and I'm just very young and I wanted more challenges. But now I'm like, oh, this is a big challenge. Well, it's almost mm-hmm. kind of like a adult version of Home Alone in the rain you're trying to keep the bad guys out right <laughs> kind of like that yes but with big guns like really big guns <laughs> big guns i'm carrying yeah. I'm, i mm-hmm. like i carry this gun that is like the i don't know that it's heavier than me <laughs> so you, growing up in uh in peru and in the bay area we have a lot of peruvian restaurants and, and but it's uh and I think about empanadas and all this other great stuff. But the, the, the culture of Peru, there's a lot of European elements to it as well. It's a fascinating country. Well, our history is, is fascinating. It's very different from, the, from, the, from your history, from the United States history. Um, but our, our mix, for example, just uh, it's, uh, there's a lot of contrast. And there's just a few, like really few white people, actually. I'm I'm just I'm part of the few people because my grandparents came from uh, Italy, and they were going to Argentina, but the ship got stuck in Callao, uh, in a port, and they were just stuck there for so long that they just decided to stay. And basically, uh, my grandfather then he met a woman from Peru, and then the whole story happened. That's right. You're a but Sanguinetti, Peru, aren't you? Yeah, that's the that's the Italian the Italian part of me. But I have so much mix in my blood. It's just fascinating. It's crazy not to ask you about Mel Gibson because I interviewed him a couple times before his problems and his uh, tribulations and and huge troubles. Um, I found him incredibly, uh, you know, insightful and funny, and uh, just just quality guy. And I was so sad all of this happened to him. Yeah, I feel that he's just a very passionate guy. Um, well, all of the the things that happened that was a long time ago, and I think the the reason of um, you know I think whatever he was doing, I think he stopped doing mm-hmm. that, mm-hmm. and it's been a long time, which is great. Mm-hmm. So he's just very passionate, and very talented, and he's like a like a young soul, you know, this eternal young soul, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. full of information and knowledge and talent and passion he did something so weird in front of me he he did the sound of a water drop coming out of a faucet did he ever do that for you it's like a tricky no, no okay didn't. i never heard anything like it i had him do it again the next time i interviewed him it i'll was, ask it was him crazy. though i'll ask him but he's very he's time. very talented mm-hmm. yeah, i wanted to ask you too stephanie about a very when... great partner sorry yeah, I wanted to ask you about the film you did a couple of years ago, Yucatan, because that is, and, and almost most, most of your movies are, of course, in your native tongue, but this is a comedy, and that's not easy 
for someone to get that comic timing down. So that's, I think, sometimes one of the hardest things for actors to do is to play in a comedy. How fun was that to do Yucatan? Yucatan, yeah, Yucatan is on Netflix. It was such a fun movie, and we filmed in a cruise ship for two months. We actually crossed the Atlantic from Brazil to Barcelona uh, in 21 days, um, and it was just amazing, the whole experience. Comedy, I've been doing comedy my whole life, I think. Um, oh. And uh, that movie is very special because it feels like a kind of like a classic film. It has music and the songs are like this old, beautiful song. And, um, and yeah, my character is, is a, she's not a thief, but she's a con artist. <laughs> so it was fun. It was fun to play her. Oh, I am so getting that movie, Yucatan, on Netflix. <laughs> okay, I'm getting it. Yes, Yucatan. Oh, great. In the meantime, people should check it- this one out. Yeah, Force yeah. of Nature with Mel Gibson, but I should mention that Emil Hirsch and Kate Bosworth, some other Emile. big stars, are in it. What was that like to sort of, uh, you know, mix with Hollywood types? Because, I mean, it's obvious you're on your way in Hollywood now. You're going to be getting some huge, huge roles after all this, right? Oh, well, thank you. I hope so. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> um, well, it's been a while for me, you know. I've, I grew up doing this. I, I started acting when I was nine years old back in Peru. And then just, uh, well, I've moved to Colombia, and then I moved to Mexico, and then I went to Spain, and I was just trying to get new challenges until uh, maybe five years ago, I decided to come here, to come to Los Angeles and try acting in English, which was going to be my biggest challenge because, um, well, for an actor to just, um, you know, change and just act in a different language then it's not your first language it's very difficult it's something very difficult to do and i never went to to school like to an american school i never really like studied english the right way i just went to school for two months uh, i took some intensive courses and i was like super excited but uh, and then i moved to new york and i kept studying and but it really took me like five years <laughs> to get comfortable uh, with the with the language, and I still have a tiny accent, but I, so I'm just, I just, I don't know. I keep, I keep looking for a good project, you know, good projects and projects well, that challenge there, me. Um, yeah. Those projects are going to be coming for our guest Stephanie Cayo. Mm-hmm. Make sure to check out Force of Nature with Mel Gibson. I mentioned Emil Hirsch and Kate Bosworth as well. Available from Lionsgate. Yeah. Digital on demand, June 30th. And of course, Yucatan is already on Netflix right now. Stephanie, thank you so much for your time. If you're ever in San Francisco, we'd love to have you come on by and visit us in the studio. Awesome. Thank you, Rick. Thank, thank you, guys. Stephanie. Okay. And Jen, you want to stick with us? You want to talk about a book, right? Well, it's a crazy, wonderful read, and people would love it. All right. We'll take a quick break. We'll come on back a couple more, more minutes with Jan Wall, everybody. I'm Rick Tittle. We'll see you in a second.
Attention to anyone that's written a book or wants to write a book. The process is not that complicated. Take a first step. Even if you write a page a day, you'll build momentum and your book will become a reality. The hard part is getting it published. That's when you need to call Page Publishing. They've got hundreds and hundreds of thank yous from different new authors, just like you. They make the process of publishing your new book and getting it sold online a simple process. You can learn how simple it is right now by calling for your free page publishing new author submission kit one quick three-minute phone call that's all it takes to get free information and learn how you can get your book published pick up your phone right now and call us 24 hours a day at this number 800-603-0885 800-603-0885 that's 800-603-0885 have you written a book? You can become a published author with Dorrance Publishing, the nation's oldest publishing services company. Countless authors have trusted Dorrance for nearly a hundred years to bring their book to the market. Our professional team will edit your text, design your book pages, and create an appealing, eye-catching custom cover. Plus, our authors benefit from a custom book promotion marketing campaign that makes your book available where people buy books, like Amazon and brick-and-mortar bookstores. So make this free call right now to claim your your free author's guide to publishing. Don't wait another day. Take one step closer to realizing your dream of becoming a published author and seeing your name in print. You've already written a book, so the next thing to do is make this free call right now to Dorn's Publishing and get your free guide to publishing. Call right now. 800-485-6003. 800-485-6003. That's 800-485-6003. Attention homeowners. Do you have a house that's in need of serious repairs? Do you have tenants that never seem to make their monthly payments? How about code violations, past due taxes, or maintenance costs you just can't afford? Then call my friends right now with Quick Cash Offer. They specialize in buying any home, no matter how ugly the situation. Turn that problem property into cash right now. It's just that simple. One call and you can get rid of that home headache forever. They buy the ugliest houses with instant Instant closings, instant cash, and huge savings. Plus, there are no realtor fees, no listing fees, and no repair costs. Just cash in your hands for that painful property. They're buying a few more houses in your neighborhood this month. So take advantage of this cash offer and call Quick Cash Offer now. 800-426-2301. 800-426-2301. That's 800 426-2301. She said, I want Tittle. Interrupting all programs. This is Radio Cash on Pirates Alive. Orbiting your living room, cashing in the Bill of Rights. Rick Tittle can usually be found at He Baby Mama House. All right, and we have a couple minutes left with uh, our co-host, Friday First Hour, the extraordinary Jan Wall. Jan, um, uh, what's going on with your recommendation? Oh, honey, I have got this book, and literally it's that old thing of you can't put it down. I can't put it down. It's perfect for beach reading or just, you know, anywhere, laying out and or just relaxing. 
It's called The Fixers, Eddie Mannix, Howard Strickling, and the MGM Publicity Machine. This thing is incredible by, by E.J. Fleming. And uh, you can look it up. You can get it on uh, uh, any number of places, The Fixers, F-I-X-E-R-X, now E-R-S. Now, this book is so well done. Uh, it's about these two guys who ran MGM and how they had to keep the stars out of jail, out of the papers, uh, including murders and addictions and suicides and adoptions and abortions and da 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 They had to keep all this stuff out of the papers and, uh, and out of anybody's knowledge because they were trying to create these stars, right? So Eddie Mannix was a gangster, and I love gangster history. And he he was a gangster who was L.B. Mirra's right-hand man at MGM. He ran the unions. Anyway, really good. It's called The Fixers. Uh, Eddie Mannix, Howard Strickling, and the MGM publicity machine. Have you seen the Natalie Wood documentary yet? Yes, I did. Yes, I did. And, uh, you know, I have my own opinions. It's just my opinion that... R.J. Wagner got away with it, and, and there's a lot more to that story. But I understand it was done by the family, done by the daughter, and uh, it was at least a look at this wonderful actress's career. I'm a big fan. So you, so you think when they were in Catalina, he was like, you're screwing around with Christopher Walken, and he was drunk, and he uh, hit her over the head with a bottle uh, or something? Uh, no, no, I don't think that. I think he, he was uh, culpable of it, and certainly by not calling the police to get her faster, it was a sin of omission, if nothing else, but I think he was uh, responsible. In my opinion, that's all this is, I'm, you know, so you can't sue me here, it's my opinion that he was culpable for this, uh, what I consider a murder, and uh, I will always think that, and, um, you know, but uh, he got away with it, and uh I'm sorry that he did. I don't think it was because he thought they were having an affair. There was a lot of alcohol involved, a lot of drunk, uh, and uh, there's a, a much more to be told. Yeah, I, w I was putting off watching it because I know this is going to sound crazy and, and weird, but my, my mom and Natalie Wood are like twins. Oh. And so, yeah, and I mean, not anymore, obviously. My mom's mm -hmm. 79, but... It always kind of made me sad because of her demise, but man, it's funny, they found her on the streets of Santa Rosa. I never knew that. Oh, yeah. She was from a Russian family from Santa Rosa. Absolutely. That's where she grew up. Great stuff. Jan, fabulous stuff, and uh, you'll take the helm on Friday, huh? Uh-huh. I'll talk to you next week. Uh, I'm Rick Tittle. Come on back. USA Radio News with Chris Barnes. The president is perhaps not giving an accurate or truthful picture. That's Seattle's Democratic mayor responding to President Trump saying yesterday that he might send federal forces in to try to break up protesters who've set up a camp along six blocks of Seattle's Capitol Hill District, closing even a police precinct headquarters. Mayor Jenny Durkin says, in fact, it seems more like a block party rather than a violent protest. There is no threat right now to the public, and we're looking, we're taking that very seriously. We're meeting with businesses and residents, but what the president threatened is illegal and unconstitutional. She was speaking on CNN. Stocks up sharply in morning trading as Wall Street's trying to rebound from yesterday's steep sell-off. 
Yesterday, the Dow lost over 1,800 points. This morning, it's been ahead over 700 at times. And this is USA Radio News. Balance of nature, changing the world, one life at a time. Once you start taking it, if you stop, you realize how much it was helping you because all those pains and stuff start coming back. I've always felt very tired, and I just don't have any energy, and that's all changed. I can't remember the last time I felt as good as I do now. Right now, Balance of Nature is offering free shipping and 35% off on any new preferred order. Go to balanceofnature.com today and use discount code USA. Now you can fly anywhere in the world and pay discount prices on your airline tickets. Book a flight today to London, Paris, Madrid, or anywhere else you want to go. And pay a lot less guaranteed. Call the International Travel Department right now at low-cost airlines. 800-215-5141. 800-215-5141. That's 800-215-5141. A bomb blast at a mosque in Kabul, Afghanistan, during Friday prayers, killing at least four people, including the imam. It came just hours after a U.S. envoy and top Afghan officials announced a restart of peace talks between the Afghan government and Taliban leaders. No group has yet claimed responsibility for the bombing. The Republican Party has moved its August convention from Charlotte, North Carolina, to Jacksonville, Florida. After the Democratic governor of North Carolina, Roy Cooper, wouldn't guarantee that large crowds would be allowed to gather in the Charlotte venue because of the coronavirus. Florida Mayor Lenny Curry is a Republican. He says he will allow crowds for and against President Trump to protest as long as they do so peacefully. We have free speech. People protest and disagree, and then people go vote. And their voice will be heard at the ballot box. uh, And that's how we do that peacefully in our country. This is USA Radio News. At the American Veterinary Medical Association annual convention in Washington, D.C., I spoke with Dr. John Howe, AVMA president, about One Health. One Health is really a collaboration between physicians and veterinarians or public health officials. For example, in Minnesota, our state public health veterinarian deals with zoonotic diseases, rabies, for example. Animals are sentinels for humans, and humans are sentinels for some infections in animals. There's more valuable information at avma.org. A country superstar planning a very special social distancing concert. Here's more from USA Radio's John Hunt. Country superstar Garth Brooks is holding a concert that will be played only at 300 drive-in theaters on June 27th across the country. The concert event will follow specific guidelines recommended by the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention as well as state and local health mandate. We can have families jump in the car, come out on Saturday night. We are excited because this is a, this is a reason to get out of the house, but at the same time, you get to follow all the COVID rules from every individual state. You get to have fun and, and stay within the guidelines of uh, social distancing but uh, we're calling it social distancing partying. The concert will be created in Nashville, Tennessee, and tickets will be just $100 per passenger car or truck, no matter how many you can fit in the vehicle. Tickets go on sale June 19th. And that's a week from today. Today is the fourth anniversary of the Pulse nightclub shooting in Orlando, Florida. 29-year-old Omar Mateen, a security guard, opened fire inside the gay nightclub, and after a three-hour standoff, Police shot and killed him. 49 people, though, died and 53 were wounded. 
and The Bachelor will have its first black star next season. As ABC says, Matt James will be the lead for season 25 of the show, which the network is hoping to premiere in January. You can find us online at usaradio.com. And for USA Radio News, I'm Chris Barnes. Not too long ago, it felt good to withdraw your cash from the bank, didn't it? For a vacation or a new car. But today, withdrawing your own cash has become risky. Pat Boone here for Swiss America. According to The Secret War, a new Swiss America white paper, I learned that all banks are now required to spy on you and me for the government and then report any financial behavior deemed suspicious or unusual. You must read The Secret War. It's free. Truth is, I believe the government's new war against cash is really a war against us all. But The Secret is now out. So please, get and read The Secret War. Pick up your phone and call right now. 800-932-5517. 800-932-5517. Once again, that's 800-932-5517. Rick Tittle knows his sports. I hate that guy. I love that guy. Oh my gosh, he's so fine. Rick Tittle brings home the bacon, fries it up in a pan, and then he eats it. Ricky T in the hizzle for shizzle, biznatch. Thank you for that, and welcome back to the show. Rick Tittle with you coast to coast and around the world on American Forces Radio Network. You might remember Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa. And um, they uh, put together a little home run chase to see who would, of course, uh, break Roger Maris's record. It didn't happen, but if you weren't around then, it was like, who hit one? Did he hit one? Now he hit one. And then they would get together when the Cubs would play the cards, and it was like, oh! They'd all kiss and hug and everything. and But it brought a lot of people back to baseball. And, um, you know, I always maintain if you went away from baseball, you probably weren't that excited about it in the first place. But still, uh, this is the type of thing that, uh, you know, back in the summer of 98, it, uh, it brought people back to baseball and so it's called long gone summer and it's going to be on i gotta say this though honestly after watching the because usually i lie after watching um the last dance which of course was probably the best basketball doc ever and then the lance armstrong thing which i wasn't interested in but i ended up thinking was great we had marina zinovich on the show and then i watched slaying the badger about another Tour de France thing about Jura Eno and Greg LeMond. So I was excited to see the Jackie Chan documentary, and it literally put me to sleep twice. I tried so hard. All it was just, I I hate the way it was made. It was just, you know, they'd have quotes of people, would never show them, just say the name, and it was just dull and stiff and boring. How can you make such a exciting, charismatic guy like Jackie Chan a star? How can you make that into a boring documentary? Well, that guy did. 
man, that was boring. And I tried twice. Both times, I literally fell asleep. So that's probably good for these guys over here, AJ Schnock, because now we're, <laughs> we're salivating for something good again. I think that was great. Come on back. Tired of the same old hat? CoverageGear.com is the top destination to find the hats and gear you need to represent your favorite pro teams and players. Head to CoverageGear.com with the promo code RADIO and grab a cap with the iconic jersey number of the all-time greats and current stars from the NBA, NFL, MLB, and more. These classic hats come in the font and style of the superstars team. So with the number 30 from Golden State, number 2 from the Yankees, number 23 from the Bulls, or a number 12 from the Packers, CoverageGear.com will help you honor the legends of yesterday and today. And with Father's Day coming up, timing couldn't be better to check out our collection of dad hats, trucker caps, beanies, stickers, and more. Use promo code RADIO and get 20% off. That's promo code RADIO at CoverageGear.com. CoverageGear.com. We've got you covered. We are the Debt Destroyer Network. Any debt you have, credit card, tax, student loan debt, call now for free information that helps you destroy your debt. It's great advice. Plus, when you make this free call now, we have debt destroyer experts ready to help. They can show you how to destroy your debt and get your life back on track. Debt problems don't have to be overwhelming. You can live stress-free and debt-free. Credit cards, medical bills, IRS tax problems, even student loan debt. Learn about free programs offered by the credit card companies, hospitals, and even the government that can help slash your debt. Call the Debt Destroyer now for free information. Call now. 877 360 0402. These programs can reduce your interest, lower your payments, and possibly qualify you for loan forgiveness. If you have $10,000 or more and at least two federal student loans and currently not in school, you may qualify for one of these programs. Call now to check your eligibility. Student loan advisors are standing by to help you determine if you qualify for these new programs. They can help you reduce your interest, lower your payment, and even forgive a portion of your student loan debt. Take control of your financial future. Make this free five-minute free call now to Nationwide Student Loans and learn how you can reduce your student loan debt. 800-439-7851. 800-439-7851. 800-439-7851. 800-439-7851. Hour two of titillating sports. You thought it couldn't get any better. But it's better. Rick Tittle is back. He's so great. I can't believe how awesome he is. More sports talk. Yes. Couldn't get any better. But it's better. Rick Tittle is back. He's so great. I can't believe how awesome he is. More sports talk. Yes. Hour two of titillating sports. Hey, check out Channel 9. Check out Rick Tittle. Thank you for that, and uh, welcome back to the show. Rick Tittle with you coast to coast and around the world on American Forces. It's our pleasure to welcome to the show filmmaker 
A.J. Schnock, and he's here to talk about Long Gone Summer. It's a 30 for 30. It's going to be on ESPN here Sunday night. And, uh, of course, uh, from The Last Dance to uh, Lance and everything else, we've been getting a lot of entertainment here on uh, Sunday nights. A.J., welcome to the show. And um, you are a Cardinal fan, but it goes beyond your interest in Big Mac uh, just to, to make this film. What was the genesis behind it? Uh, well, good to be here. Um, yeah, I, I grew up just outside of St. Louis, uh, Edwardsville, Illinois, just over the river. Um, Cardinal baseball was kind of all my early sports memories. Uh, you know, the Cubs-Cardinals rivalry is also, you know, it's inherent in my family. I've got a bunch of relatives up in the Chicago area. Uh, so growing up with that, having that be, you know, your team that you, you grew up with. And, uh, you know, I got to be uh, through college and moved out to Los Angeles <clears throat> to work in film and, uh, the 98 race happened, and, you know, here was this big national baseball story, actually went beyond baseball, that involved, you know, not just the Cardinals, but also the Cubs. Um, and uh, it just kind of revitalized uh, all of the things I felt about baseball growing up. And it was a, a special season, I know, for a lot of people, but uh, for me particularly, it, it was really meaningful. Is it too simplistic to say they saved baseball? Because, I mean, baseball lifers were always going to be on board, but the Fairweather fan, this did bring back a lot of people. Yeah, I think, you know, a lot of people try to look at it sort of numerically in terms of either viewership on television or attendance at the games, and some of those statistics can go uh, either way. Uh, to me, it was what was noticeable at the time in terms of the feeling um, feeling that baseball was kind of the national pastime again, that it was reflective of everything that was good about America. I mean, you have to remember that in 98, we were going through a political scandal in Washington. There were plenty of reasons to be at, at loggerheads with one another. And here came this event with these two very different guys, different backgrounds, different races, uh, different teams, um, who were seemingly having the time of their life as it got close and had a lot of respect and admiration for each other um, and also respect and admiration for the history of the game. So in the moment, it really felt like uh, this, this, was, this was something that was making baseball, uh, you know, the thing that everyone hoped it, it, it could be uh, and maybe had lost a little bit during the strike. Yeah, I remember uh, speaking of Washington, Ted Kennedy at Congress said, let's uh, take some time to recognize, and he got both names wrong. He said Mike McGuire and Sammy Seusser. Did that make the documentary? No, that, that clip didn't make it in. And another, uh, so many interesting sidelines. Um, you know, we do spend some time talking about the fact that as the race was coming down to one of them getting to 62 there was a lot of conversation about what the ball was going to be worth and there were people who were saying that they would you know pay a million dollars uh for the 62 ball and somebody from the irs had, had come out and said uh you know well you're going to get taxed if you if you get that ball uh you know you're going to get taxed on it if you give it to mcguire because it's worth a million dollars so if you just were to hand it back to mcguire we're still going to tax you a gift tax and uh i think it was mike mike mccurry i think was the the press secretary then felt compelled in the midst of clinton's scandals uh, he felt compelled to come to the 
press room and make it clear that that would absolutely not happen. Um, so <laughs> this was a storyline that really did touch uh, things well beyond baseball. I have a feeling, by the way, we're speaking with A.J. Schnock, Long Gone Summer, ESPN 30 for 30 on Sunday. Sammy Sosa, to me, has had like these three iterations of his public self. He was the skinny kid from the Dominican, uh, then who was traded a couple times. Then he turns into the Michelin man, and he starts mashing home runs like 60 a year. And now people look at him, and I'm afraid, as dumb as social media is, people will see this and go, what happened? Does he have rosacea? Is he dying his skin? Is he Michael Jackson? Uh, and I'm afraid the message is going to get lost when people might find a stark difference between the, the, the way Sosa looks. Yeah, I mean, he definitely is lighter, uh, both in person and, and certainly you've seen it in, in photos and interviews. Um, I, I will say that, that um, he's not quite as light as some of the photos that I've seen posted of him. Um, I think mm -hmm. if you were to run into him on the street, you wouldn't say, like, that person doesn't doesn't look normal. I, I think he, uh, you know, he, he does. Um, and uh, hopefully in the film, you know, you'll, you'll, you'll see that. And it's, and it's not too distracting when you cut from present-day Sammy to 1998 Sammy. Because I actually think, you know, the, the things he says and the way he talks about that summer, uh, the way he owns his, uh, or wants to own his, accomplishments during the 90s both before and during the 98 season that uh, I feel like he's, he's presenting himself in a way that I hadn't quite seen him before which I, I think you know for viewers that's that's a, a new way to look at it when I first heard that you had done this film the thing that occurred to me was wow he got McGuire to sit down because I know in the recent years he's been a little bit more accessible but I know from just covering the A's that they would have these anniversaries of the 89 team, and he'd be the one guy who wouldn't show up. And even when he was a hitting coach with the Dodgers and such, uh, he wouldn't sit down and talk to anybody. He was mad at Ken Seiko for a long time, and there, I, I thought that maybe he was never going to speak. So were there times, I mean, we remember him at Congress, he was shaken like a leaf. So were there times that he was reticent with you, or was he a complete open book now? I mean, my feeling about uh, Mark, to the extent that I know him, is uh, that certainly at this stage in his life, he doesn't do anything he doesn't want to do. Um, and uh, he, uh, you know, when I first started talking to him um, about this project, you know, he was certainly had a lot of questions, um, certainly, you know, wanted to consider, you know, whether... I was the right person to tell the story, whether this was the right time to tell the story, whether ESPN was the right venue to tell the story. Um, and that, that was a conversation that went on for a year, um, us talking on the phone, meeting up a few times, um, you know, until finally he, he said, okay, um, when are we going to do this? And, you know, the second he walked into the room and sat down, he, nothing was off the table and no question uh, I didn't feel anything I asked him made him uncomfortable or uh, reticent. He he talked, I felt honestly and openly, um, you know, to the extent that a, a person who's sort of naturally shy and uh, you know reticent uh, to speak uh, can do. And we we did two uh, interviews with him. Uh, each of them was over two and a half hours. So uh, you know that in, in itself is certainly uh, something that I don't think he's ever done before.
last question for you. Was there anyone involved in the process that did give you some pushback and wanted no part of this? Um, we, you know, we asked Bud Selig to, uh, to participate and to do an interview, uh, and he declined. Um, wow. That was kind of one thing that I, uh, I wished we would have gotten, because I think certainly um, it would be interesting to talk about some of what we've learned since the 90s from his perspective. Um, you know, that, that, that's sort of one that would have been great, I think, for us uh, to get. But, you know, we have over 40 interviews in the film, and, you know, one of your regrets as a filmmaker is that you know there's so much good material that people have given you that you aren't able to use all of it. Um, and, and certainly when it came to, you know, that moment that we all remember uh, in Bush Stadium on 9-8-98, you know, we have everybody who kind of touched that, able to talk about what, what that moment felt like to them, not just, uh, not just Mark and Sammy. There he is, A.J. Schnock. Make sure to see Long Gone Summer. It's going to be a huge hit. The whole country is going to watch it on ESPN Sunday, 6 o'clock. If you miss it, it'll be on ESPN, ESPN Plus, all that stuff. A.J., congratulations on the film. You're going to get a lot of eyeballs on this, and let's uh, catch up on your next one, man. For sure. Great to talk to you. Thanks, Vic. All right, thank you. I'm Rick Tittle. We'll come on back on Sports File. Hello and welcome back to the Ronnie Deutsch Tax Program. On the line is Paul from California. Hi, Paul. What's your tax problem today? Hi, Ronnie. Love your show. Listen, I've got a big problem. You see, my paycheck was garnished last week, and I'm only getting half the normal amount. To make matters worse, the IRS froze my bank account. Listen, I'm embarrassed and scared. I need some help. Listen, Paul, you don't need to feel embarrassed. You just need some tax help. And the great news is the IRS has some unbelievable programs that can eliminate your tax tax debt so you don't have to worry about having your paycheck garnished or your bank levied. Doesn't that sound great? It sure does, Ronnie. Then do yourself a huge favor and get a free consultation right now and tell them the tax lady sent you. 855-715-5721. That's 855-715-5721. Attention timeshare owners. This is an urgent consumer alert from the Timeshare Exit Hotline, a national company specializing in helping consumers legally get out of their expensive timeshare contracts. We're offering you a way to legally get rid of your timeshare. So if you're fed up with the maintenance fees that keep on coming and want to learn if you can terminate your timeshare legally and permanently, call today. Even if you've tried before and were unsuccessful in getting rid of your timeshare, call today and see if we can help. We offer a complete 100% unconditional client satisfaction guarantee. Make this completely free call and learn how we can help you legally put an end to your timeshare nightmare once and for all. You have nothing to lose, so call right now to qualify and receive a free consultation. 800-880-7167. 800-880-7167. 
That's 800-880-7167. Paid for by Airtime Media. Hi, I'm Dr. Robert Clapper, Chief of Orthopedic Surgery at Cedars-Sinai Medical Group in Los Angeles, California. Dedicated to your health, your life, and your sports. As a weekend warrior, you know about sports injuries and pain. Exercise is an important element in keeping your body's core in good shape to minimize sports injuries. But when you are in pain, there is one product that I recommend to my patients, and that is Blue Goo Gel. Blue Goo consists of a proprietary formula developed specifically for the treatment of inflammation and general muscle aches and strains. I recommend Blue Goo for my patients coping with hip and knee pain before surgery, especially bursitis and tendonitis. Give Blue Goo a try. Call 1-888-330-0123 and you'll receive a one-week supply of Blue Goo absolutely free. The makers of Blue Goo are even paying the shipping. The number again is 1-888-330-0123. If you want more information on Blue Goo, visit online at www.dothegoo.com. Now available at select big five stores near you. Uh, what kind of music do you usually have here? Oh, we got both kinds. We got country and western. Tittle ate 200 chicken wings at your mama's house last night. Now back to Fat Boy. Thank you for that. Welcome back to the show. 1-800-878-PLAY to get in. Let's talk to Vince out in Lafayette, California. How you doing, Vince? Oh, great. I was going to talk about baseball, and I was thinking one of the, the problems with baseball has is they're not sure if they're going to have a season, I mean, with fans in there or not. So I think it would be fair. I think they should have a proposal. First, they should start the minor leagues right away and, and just assume the fans are going to be empty, but try to get fans in there if they can. And then as with the majors, they should do two different proposals. First, agree to a number of games. And then have it where if the fans are allowed into the uh, stands, they have more pay per um, fans that are allowed in versus not. So the players would automatically get an increase in pay if they're allowing uh, fans in, if they're not, then they would get, you know, maybe even more reduction. But at least the players then would, you know, it'd be fair so the players and owners would both share in, in the losses that they're uh, going to achieve if it's empty. I just think that's, instead of worrying about the amount of games, because the owners are looking at it and go, hey, we're losing money. Why should we play? Every game we play, we lose more money. So instead of doing it that way, they should do it where, okay, uh, not go drastically cut what the owners are offering or not as much pay what the players are offering, but just do it and say, hey, we don't know what's going to happen, but if we allow the fans and they come back and we get this extra revenue, it goes right, you know, the players get enjoy a good chunk of that benefit. I just think that's the fastest way to get the season going. I mean, do you think that would be smart or do you think they would do that? Well, the the minor leagues are done. They're not going to have a minor league season. So, unfortunately, and plus, remember, ML, MLB is getting rid of 42 teams. So, it's uh, it's pretty much carnage if you're not in the bigs. Which I think is stupid. I think they could play the minor leagues. They could start it now, the minor leagues, if they really got their mind to it, and just have it go to, like, September, October, just like with the major leagues. I mean, because most of those guys aren't coming up anyway. So at least they would get their experience in this year, which I think is stupid to shut down. And just assume it's going to be empty. If they're allowed to have the fans, 
so be it. But they don't get paid that much in the minor leagues anyway. So they should just at least get that going immediately. I mean, I didn't even have it like within two weeks start the minor leagues and just have it, you know, the rules where a pitcher could pitch one inning or three innings, you know, or whatever. It doesn't matter. And, you know, um, this way, you know, you're not going to hurt any players if you, by starting early. With the major leagues, I just don't understand because you can't expect the owners to lose, you know, so much to where they're not going to open up the season. But at the same time is not opening up the season, I think, may cost the owners more money next year by losing the fans. So I just think they should just, you know, come to a compromise. But because you don't know what the, nobody knows what's going to happen. Nobody knows if we're going to have fans or not. There are going to be fans in the playoffs or not. And just assume that we don't know and just say, here's this is what it is without the fans. This is what it is with the fans. And this way, the players know they're not going to get ripped off one way or the other. I think that's the best way to solve it. Then you can figure out the amount of games going forward. It's not going to be a big deal. I mean, does that make a lot more sense? It it does make sense, except for the fact that the owners only want to pay one-third of the salaries, and they're pretty much set in stone, and they're quite happy to get back on their yachts and sail off to Saint-Tropez and let these other guys hit off a tee in their backyard. And so... They're playing hardball, double entendre intended. Uh, they they don't want to pay half the salary or half the money for prorated games, and so somebody something has to give, or we're not going to have baseball. Yeah, but I'm just saying is they shouldn't get like all right. Let's say if it's empty, the owners get their way, and they get you know the players make a lot less money. But if they do start packing in the the place, then the players get a lot more money. I just think they should get away from one way or the other. This way. Right. Say, okay. Well, the only thing is, Vince, they can't they can't pack in any place because even the states like Texas, where they're going to allow it, you still have to like keep three seats apart from each other. So it's not going to be a windfall of cash. Right, but it'd be something. Is what I'm saying is this way the players say, okay, um, maybe the virus is not so bad in October when the playoffs start. So now you know <sighs> the players will get a lot more money instead of all the money going to the owners. I'm just saying is they should just divide it out, agree to it now, and just say. This is what the ticket sales are going to be, and the more ticket sales we sell, the more money the players get. I think that's a way to do it. Yeah, why not? I mean, I, so I just want to get the ball game. I, I mean, I could see the owner's point of view, but, I mean, not having baseball and not having the minor leagues, I think, is really hurting baseball. They could still do the minor leagues. I mean, to say we have to cancel, I think, is stupid. They could start the minor leagues now and just play it through September, October, this way, the, the kids could get some experience in there. I mean, most of the minor leaguers are never going to make it to the majors anyway. At least, let me well, know, think about play think, and, and and think about these towns like, like look in the Pioneer League and Orem and Idaho Falls and you know Twin Falls and Grand Junction. You know, San Francisco will be fine without the Giants, but these other little communities. I mean, this is all they got, and that's why I think it's a sin to take those teams away. I know. I mean, it gets me mad. That's why I said they should play it. I mean, what's the? I mean, they really got to be so much of a jerk, um, these owners, to do that. I mean, I don't know. I, I just don't understand it. I mean, I'm not. You know, I, I just think it'd be very simple. Even if there's no fans that show up, or you know, I still think you could let some fans in and you know, spread it out, like you said, um, and just like at least have the players play. I mean, it just seems cruel. But like I said, most of these players only have a short time in the minors. And they'll never see the majors, and they're not making much. But at least let the kids play, and let these towns that could see the baseball like have something to do. I mean, 
it just I just don't understand the owners. I just think they're idiots. I mean, you know, are you going to really think that they just turn it on next year? All the fans are going to be pouring in, and they'll be just like everything's okay. I mean, they can't do that. They can't, I hope they're not that stupid. Well, the thing is, is they don't seem like they care very much. They're getting apathetic. It's sort of, you know, a lot of people, you know, when the quarantine started, you know, we, we were a creature of our ways. It's like, oh, my gosh, I can't do anything. I, I can't go anywhere. And now after a few months, people are like, yeah, I kind of like it. I don't want to do anything and I don't want to go anywhere because we start getting acclimated to this now. And I think the owners are acclimated to no baseball. And it's stupid. I mean, like, I, I mean, it's not just baseball getting hurt. The movie theaters are getting crushed. They were getting hurt before the, this stuff happened. So I'm more worried yeah. about, um, like, movie theaters going out of business because everybody can watch out on their thing. But my kid's, like, in that age where they go to the movies because he's, you know, he's just turned 16. You know, they're the ones that go out on dates and take the girls out to the movie. You know, and that's they're the ones that go to the theaters. But I'm just saying is, you know, they, they should just open it up. I'm, you know. The, you know, let the fans go to the games because what's football going to do? I mean, there's, there's nobody knows if football is going to pack it in or not, or if it's going to be empty stands. I mean, I'm hoping they're going to let the fans in, but I mean, I'm thinking more of the college than the pros because my Raiders are gone. But I'd like to go to some Cal games and uh, with my son, and I just don't want to see that they just not allow any, um, you know, football at all. And they're even talking about not even having sports in the fall for the colleges. And I don't know. I just think they need to open it up. You know, all right, the cow doesn't usually pack it in anyway. They, you know, they have pretty empty stands lately because they stink. But um, I don't know. I, I think you got basketball coming up, too. The, the cows, St. Mary's, our local team in Lafayette, or excuse me, Moraga, and, and their um, uh, play there. And I want to see, I'd like to go to one or two of their games. I, I, I just hope they open it up. I mean, you know, I don't know if this pandemic is going to keep going or not, but I just think the owners are stupid. I think, it, like you said, you get set in your ways. They canceled a whole season, no baseball. I'm afraid that, you know, you might see a 40%, 50% drop in fans next year. I mean, just, you know, if everything's cured, the, the, this virus is gone and everything. Like you said, people get set in their ways, and they'll say, well, I can do without baseball. I don't want that to happen. I mean, I, I love the sport, and I love, uh, you know, going to the games. I mean, I think – you know, I like apple pie, <laughs> the old American thing, baseball, apple pie, you know, and stuff, and hot dogs or whatever, that'll make you fat, but I mean, it's, I, I enjoy, enjoy that stuff, and I just hate to see it disappear on us, I mean, I don't know, I'm just upset, because I think the owners are jerks right now, they could, de I, I would, I mean, if I was an owner, I would demand the minor league start now, I mean, just, you know, you could still start it late, I mean, you could, I bet you you get those kids up and playing within two weeks, and um, they could just, like I said, the pitchers pitch one inning or two innings. You shorten the games in the beginning, like five innings, four innings. You know, well, here's the get, funny you know, thing, and i got to run to a break. The funny thing is is that these guys who just got drafted the last two days, they have nowhere to go. You know, They can't even go to the stadium to take BP. There's no rookie ball. There's no instructional league. There's no low A. There's nothing. They have nowhere to go. Vince, thanks for the call, man. I always appreciate it. Yeah, I love your show. You're you're awesome. I, you, I'll tell you the number one thing that I like about your show is your intelligence. I mean, you go to just about anybody else, they just have like two sports to talk about, maybe three if you get really lucky, and they, and they just talk about one or two teams, and you know who I'm talking about. And I just think it's unfair to think our sport callers are so stupid that that's all they care about. I think they should open it up. All right, I. Hey, I appreciate the compliment. Thank you for that. Lines are open. When we come back, we'll talk to the couple of guys with foosballers. That's going to be on ESPN tonight. I'm Rick Tuttle. Come on back.
Anyone who builds, remodels, or repairs for a living, we know the way you work has changed. That's why Lowe's is committing today to build new ways to keep you working tomorrow. We are proud to introduce the new Lowe's for Pros job site, powered by Stream, an augmented video chat tool so you can be there for your customers without actually being there. And the cost to use? Try it free through October 31st at lowesforpros.com slash proloyalty. Just one of the reasons why Lowe's is the new home for pros. Services subject to Stream terms, Lowe's loyalty membership required, more terms apply. Right now at O'Reilly Auto Parts, pick up five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil for $28.95 and get a $10 O'Reilly gift card after mail-in rebate. You can even order at O'ReillyAuto.com and we'll deliver it curbside. Protect your engine from sludge and wear at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Better parts, better prices every day. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Airlines have just reduced their prices even more. Book 30 days in advance and save big. Want the absolute lowest prices on your airline tickets? Then call the low-cost airlines travel hotline right now for prices so low we can't publish them anywhere. The only way to access our low rates and save up to 70% is to call. Save hundreds on your vacation tickets by calling right now. You can fly anywhere in the world and pay discount prices on your your airline tickets. Book a flight today to London, Paris, Madrid, or anywhere else you want to go and pay a lot less guaranteed. Call the International Travel Department right now at Low Cost Airlines. 800 754 4531. 800 754 4531. 800 754 4531. That's 800 754 4531. At 28, I had struggled with opiate and meth addiction for 12 years. I did and said things that the sober me never would have done. One day I realized I was not invincible. I was not exempt. And that's when a friend told me about elite rehab placement. They gave me the tools I needed to get sober, and all it took was the one phone call. Elite Rehab can help you start to break your addiction problem and get sober in as little as seven days. And we'll work with your insurance provider to help cover the costs. Plus, we have travel assistance programs to get you here by plane or train. Make this free call right now to learn more. 800-403-5912. 800-403-5912. That's 800-403-5912. Wear jerseys for teams that you're not even on. <laughs> but you think you're on the team? You'll be like, yeah, last night I guess we just didn't score enough. <laughs> last night I guess we just didn't play enough defense. We? The Redskins don't need you. <laughs> okay, that's like me watching Grey's Anatomy in scrubs.
be getting your granny panties all in a bunch. We got Rick Tittle up in here. Yes, we do. Thank you for that. Welcome back to the show. Rick Tittle with you coast to coast around the world on American Forces. You might remember a couple months ago we were talking about this uh, new film, Fußballers. Of course, Fußball, the uh, table game, German for football. And um, it is finally going to be seen on ESPN tonight. And to, to talk about it are a couple of the protagonists, Tony Spredeman and Joe Hesslinger. Fellas, thanks for being on the show. Tony, let's let's talk with you. You are already big in the foosball community. Are you prepared for the amount of fame you're about to get being on ESPN? Hey, thanks for having us. Um, yeah, I don't know about uh, prepared. You know, nothing like this has really happened in our sport uh, before, so it's uh, it's kind of uncharted territory. So I'm just going to try and take it as it comes. But hopefully, it's just uh, just going to be good exposure for us. Now, Joe, we've all played foosball. In fact, I have one in my house right now. I have my own table. How much do you run into people with their quote-unquote local rules? Like, well, we don't do that here. Like, how do you put the ball in? And can you spin the guy all the way around? I've been told that's a real faux pas to spin the guy all the way around. What is it when you go, do countries have their own rules? Or is there like a, um, a union body, like a FIFA, that tells you these are the rules? Oh, it's actually funny. Uh, yeah, there is. It's called the International Table Soccer Federation, uh, and they were formed, uh, I want to say it was like 10 years ago. And they basically wrote uh, a universal universal rules for foosball. Um, you know, not just every country doesn't just have their own rules, but they have their own tables that they play on. So, you know, if you're an American player going over to play over in Europe, they have a different style of play. They have different tables, different rules. So ITSF, they you know, stripped it down and, and made it, you know, so that all the rules are the same. You still can't spin the rods. Um, but, you know, Tony goes and plays overseas a lot. He'd probably be uh, better to speak about the different rules and stuff like that. Well, Tony, um, you know, I, I remember at one point when I was playing, I decided that I was always going to keep one hand on my goalie no matter what. I thought that was a good plan. And then I changed my mind. For you, you know, Tiger Woods would change his clubs. You know, you think he would know what he wants to do. So for you, how much do you change your philosophy or do you stick with what you know it works? Well, that's the beauty of the game is it's always kind of evolving. Uh, there's no right or wrong way to play. Um, it's typically just what works well for you. Um, but because your, your opponents are constantly changing and they're constantly uh, trying to figure something out or, or, or get an edge, um, you know, you, you have to make adjustments, you know, from tournament to tournament, sometimes even from game to game. And that's typically the players that win the most are the ones that could recognize the change that needs to be, to be made. So I'm, I'm constantly uh, just tweaking, not my whole game, but just little, little things here and there in order to, you know, get that edge on my opponent. So, Joe, do, uh, do the football community and the Sabudio aficionados, do you guys all get along? Uh, the, the who now? Sabudio? <laughs> Sabudio. I'm not familiar with that. Do you know what Sabudio is? Do you know what Sabudio is, Tony? No, I'm not familiar with it. <laughs> oh, all right. I guess I'm too old. That's a little thing where the soccer players look like weebles, and you put down this, like, felt, and then you had a little oh, ball, and then that. with I've your finger you would flick the guy. Yeah, I've seen that. You know, uh, I've never run into a, a Fabudio uh, player myself, but, you know, whenever I search hashtags of table soccer, table, table football, I always 
see that popping up, and I'm always curious, like, what is this? Uh, probably they'd probably get along, I would imagine. I was just wondering if there was a clash, because I know some people feel that it was a religion. They had European Sabudio championships in the 70s and the 80s, where countries, and you'd get big crowds in arenas. I guess that sport is dead if you guys don't know what it is. I mean, I guess it's it's gone away, huh? Well, I, I think maybe it never made it to the United States. You know, luckily, foosball came to the States, like, in the late 60s. Uh, and, you know, in the 70s, they had the Million Dollar Pro Tour, and, you know, guys were winning you know, tens of thousands of dollars playing professional foosball. I don't think they had anything like that in Sabutio. Am I even saying that right? Sabutio? <laughs> yeah, su- Sabutio. It's a weird oh, word. Sabutio. Okay, from... there you go. Sabutio, yeah. I-, I remember I had to get mine sent from Italy, I think, but they'd had real teams. Anyway, enough about Sabutio. We're here to talk about foosball and the film <laughs> Foosballers on ESPN tonight with Tony Spredeman and Joe Hesslinger. Tony, um, just talk about the film a little bit because you're going to be following uh, people around, some of the best uh, players. They're getting ready for the Tornado World Championships, and they always say truth is stranger than in fiction. Is is there going to be uh, friction? Is there going to be a lot of skullduggery? Um, what are we going to have here? Well, Joe essentially, uh, Joe essentially followed around uh, some of the top players foosball players in the world and kind of their journey leading up into the world championships and just like in any underground type of sport you know you're going to have um the community you know we, we run across a lot of the same players a lot of us are, are friends um off the table but foes on the table so there's always going to be um you know there's, there's trash talking going on there's, there's a lot of history you know i've I've been playing pretty much my whole life. I'm 35, and I've got already, you know, 24 years of, of playing under my belt. So I've known a lot of these guys for a long time. So, yeah, we, we definitely butt heads from time to time. And like I said, we but, you know, we, we try and mash that and leave it on the table and become friends, you know, or stay friends, you know, off the table. But it's, a, it's just a really interesting story and just an interesting dynamic. And you can really uh, – a lot of people that – don't really know about the the sport itself. Kind of get to to, to look at it on a, at a different level, a, apart from just seeing the the barroom style or you know college kids or playing in in their basement. They get to see that it's taken to a higher level, and that's uh, what Joe, you know, kind of uncovered. And we're really proud that he you know that he found us and that we could be a part of this. Joe, I know you work on F is for Family, and of course that's the Bill Burr. Uh, vehicle. Do you ever talk about foosball? And does he go? Ah, I hate that stupid game. What does he think of it? No, man. I, I've been I've been actually trying to pitch foosball as like you know some part of an episode for like the past four years, and you know everybody's like thinks it's a good idea, but you know at this point I'm just going to kind of move on. But everybody's been super supportive uh, on Evans for Family of the movie, and you know it's something that I did in between seasons because uh, with animation you go you work for six months and then you take a year off. So I had a, a long hiatus, and I was like, I wanted to make movies, and you know, this professional foosball we kind of stumbled upon by accident, and we were just completely sucked into this world. Um, and they've been really supportive. They've been really uh, cool about it. Yeah, he's more into like drum sets and helicopters, anyway, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, Tony, I was. Uh, we had Ian Carmel on the show. We had Bobby Lee on the show. They're comedians. They're part of a, a game show on CBS now called Game On. And I bring it up because I saw one of the trailers that those two gentlemen actually get into these life-size foosball uh, sort of contraptions, and they have people like get on these giant rods and make them play. When you see that uh, as a purist, does that make you sick? Or the other, does it say, oh, cool, we're getting some more love, even though it's kind of weird? What do you think of that? Uh, the only thing that makes me sick is that every person that I know tags me on Facebook and Instagram in those posts when I see, when I see <laughs> giant life-size foosball people. So, so I'm tagged 8,000 times, and, you know, anybody, especially my non-foosball friends, that's the first thing that, that comes to mind. But, you know, I mean, honestly, any exposure for the sport and for the game that I love and grew up playing is good. Um, obviously, it's not, you know... We, we we take it a little bit more seriously than that, but you know, no matter what, it's you know, it's it's a good experience, and I'm just happy to see. Even like if I'm watching TV, I'll see a, you know, a foosball table, an old crappy foosball table in the in the background. I'm, I still get excited just to kind of see it, and um, you know, because it's it's what I love, it's what I've always done. So, but yeah, no, it definitely doesn't 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 bother me. I'm just kind of sick of seeing it at this point. <laughs> Well, Tony, as Joe said, you play overseas. I know I saw a picture of you. Somebody was holding up an Eintracht Frankfurt scarf behind you. I mean, when you're in the local town, uh, people are going to say, hey, this is our local team. I mean, it just you can't help but sort of bleed them together, right? Well, I'll tell you what. Um, that is not just the local team. Um, when I go to Europe, I play, um, I play for Eintracht Frankfurt. So they actually uh -huh. have uh, – they actually – uh, they actually have a foosball Bundesliga, and I I uh, play for Eintracht Frankfurt on their foosball team, um, and we play, you know, against some of the other clubs like uh, Hanover, and um, so yeah, so that was probably you know me uh, a photo of me uh, somewhere in Germany playing you know playing the Bundesliga. So yeah, it's and and again it's huge in Europe, and and it's more a part of the culture because that's where the game originated, and just soccer is, is such a huge. Um, part of the the culture in the in the rest of the world, so it's uh, you know people take it really seriously over there, and they can relate to it because a lot of people grow up going to pubs or you know they actually have foosball clubs and sports clubs over there, so it's just more a part of their culture. Very cool. And finally, Joe, was there one or two things that really surprised you when you were making this film, and you're like, yeah, I had no idea about that. Uh, well, there was a couple. One, I, did, I had no idea pro foosball was a thing. You know, I, that kind of blew me away. I still tell people about it. I'm like, oh, yeah, I made this movie about professional foosball, and their first reaction is to laugh. Like, oh, that's hilarious. What have you really been doing for the past four years? And I'm like, no, no, this is the real thing. And people, you know, dedicate their lives, and they're really, really, really good at foosball. Um, and that was the other thing, too, when we, when we first found out. We're like, oh, well, we'll do, you know, we'll, we'll try to find a world champion foosball player how good could they really be? Wouldn't it be funny if, like, we beat them? You know, dumb, you know, moronic thoughts that we had, like, oh, yeah, like, how good could you be at foosball? And when you see somebody who's playing, not, you know, just, just a tournament player, the worst tournament player at a tournament is hands down better than 99% of people who play foosball. They just play at a different level. And then among those tournament players, there's, like, the top, 0.01%, and that's guys like Tony, uh, that's guys like Todd Lafredo, Ryan Moore. These guys have are, are just the, the best of the best of the best. And
And, you know, you think about all the different people in the world who, who play foosball, uh, to be in that top 0.001% of people who, you know, they would consistently win is, is crazy. Um, so that, that blew us away, that just how good they were, how controlled the, the game was, just the intricacies of, of passing and shooting and, you know, strategy. Yeah, I, I wouldn't even try and play a pro for fun. For fun, It would be such a butt-whipping. We've been speaking with Tony Spredeman and Joe Hesslinger. Make sure to check it out on ESPN Tonight. It's called Foosballers. It's part of a double feature. Uh, also, Free Solo will be on. And another guest that's been on the show a couple times, Alex Honnold, that's a quest to do his free solo up of uh, El Capitan. So, Foosballers, though, it's going to be a big hit. It's going to help the sport. Thanks, fellas, for coming on. Congratulations on this. And uh, hopefully let's catch up down the road. Awesome, man. Thanks for having us. We really appreciate it. All right, good stuff. I'm Rick Tuttle. We'll take a quick break. Come on back on Byline. Attention to anyone that's written a book or wants to write a book. The process is not that complicated. Take a first step. Even if you write a page a day, you'll build momentum and your book will become a reality. The hard part is getting it published. That's when you need to call Page Publishing. They've got hundreds and hundreds of thank yous from different new authors just like you. They make the process of publishing your new book and getting it sold online a simple process. You can learn how Simple it is right now by calling for your free page publishing new author submission kit. One quick three-minute phone call. That's all it takes to get free information and learn how you can get your book published. Pick up your phone right now and call us 24 hours a day at this number. 800-603-0885. 800-603-0885. 800-603-0885. That's 800-603-0885. Hey, travelers, do you want to save money on your next flight? Then pick up the phone and call. That's right, call, because the best prices are not online. They're with SmartFares. See, SmartFares has special deals with the airlines. When they have unsold seats, they use SmartFares to fill them. So you get airline tickets at ridiculously low prices. Our prices are too low to publish online. With the extra money you'll save, you can book another trip or treat yourself to dinner or shopping. So stop searching all of those travel sites to find the lowest price on your next flight. Let one of our SmartFares expert travel agents find ridiculously low prices for you. Call SmartFares today and get the best price on your next flight. Guaranteed. Also, save up to 50% off business and first class tickets. 855-325-1780. 855-325-1780. That's 855-325-1780. I'm going to tell you how you can get real health care for as little as $6 a day. Yes, now you can get affordable health care for you and your family immediately and save as much as 50% off your current monthly health care payments. Our plans are perfect for people that are self-employed, can't afford health benefits where they work, or just want to pay less for their current health care. And coverage is guaranteed regardless of your medical condition. We even offer some of the new Christian faith-based health 
health benefits. Save up to 50% on your family's health care. Make a free quick call now. There are no contracts, and we give you a 10-day money-back trial period. Call Provision Enrollment right now for your risk-free, guaranteed health insurance quote starting at $6 a day. 800-472-5145. 800-472-5145. That's 800-472-5145. Und jetzt das Platznehmen der Amerikaner. Anidelnobelnaye, Hupferkirm, Hupferkirm, Hupferkirm. Anidelnobelnaye, Hupferkirm, das ist mein größte Freude. Das war sogar mein Mittertirn, Mittertirn, Mittertirn. Das war sogar mein Mittertirn und hat sie Einigkeit. drinking that haterade and bow down to ricky t y'all oh you best bow down thank you for that we have another hour of uh, sports talk coming up on the other side yeah it's funny as i was listening to uh joe hesslinga who directed uh foosballers uh, talking about how <laughs> you know it's uh it's one thing to play and then to play the uh top you know, oh, oh, one percent like um, Tony uh, Spreadman. I wonder if they think Americans are not supposed to be good at this. But uh, this happened to me a couple of times. I remember I thought I was an excellent chess player because I whipped everybody's butt in chess that I knew. And then I played a guy who actually was like in tournaments and it wasn't even funny. It was a uh, it was just ridiculous beat down. And then I remember I had a computer program that I would play in, in uh, chess, and I it would be checkmate in three moves, which just made me frustrated because they're supposed to be settings, and I don't want the Gary Kasparov setting right away. I'm like I'm not that lame that I'm gonna. Get... <laughs> I'd like to get Irina Crush back on the show and play her. She was a good guest back in the day. Oh, I've had chess champions. Don't act like I haven't interviewed everybody in every sport. And then I think what hurt the most was playing like Battlefield and Call of Duty. Online, I will whip your behind. But, yeah, some of these uh, tournaments, it's uh, there's no way I could ever be on an eSports team. Let's just say that. It's a different level, y'all. I'm Rick Tittle. Come on back. 